0: everyone and welcome i am liam sheehan and i'm joined here by owner reardon
1: hey how's it going
0: and jonathan marcy you who and what game are we talking about lads what game from our past are we talking about today metal gear metal gear. <laughs> right into the mouth <laughs> metal gear solid which is i think when we when we both when we all planned to do this i think we were planning on doing something that maybe two of us liked the game and one of us didn't and we'll discuss that but I'm right in saying that Metal Gear Solid is mad important to all of our childhoods. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Before. Yeah.
0: yeah. So before we. (laughs)
1: That doesn't sound too convincing. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I've I've grown past it. I don't give a shit. I've heard of
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. Before we jump into our just horrible nostalgia, I have taken the liberty of getting some cold hard data for Metal Gear Solid so we just know what we're talking about. Metal Gear Solid was released in 1998 for the PlayStation 1 obviously developed by Konami and was directed, written, and produced by one Hideo Kojima. While the first game in the Metal Gear Solid series, it is technically the third entry in the overall Metal Gear franchise. That's not complicated enough. It helped popularize the stealth genre, as well as the usage of in-engine cinematic cutscenes in video games. At the time, according to Wikipedia, it sold more than 7 million units, which I think was good for for the 90s, right? I don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah, but I think given... I think Sony had released lately that like Spider-Man had released 20 or had sold like 20 million, which was like their best seller of all time, first party. So given 1998 and and around that, 7 million is pretty amazing, to be honest.
0: And the fact that everyone's parents were buying them video games back then, because like us, everyone in the world were children back in 1998. That's how it works,
1: isn't it? But that's what, yeah, that's exactly.
0: But I've also... um, I've pulled a review from the ancient time of 1998, just a little blurb from uh, one Randy Nelson from IGN. This is, this is what he said at the time. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. From beginning to end, it comes closer to perfection than any other game in the PlayStation's action genre. Beautiful, engrossing, and inno- innovative. It excels in every conceivable category. 9.8 out of 10. 9.8? Wow. Um, do you, do you want I, I, What? Well, yeah, what was the point two? He didn't like female representation i have no idea I, 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 <laughs> I, okay. but um i also took i, I also i went to google because i'm good at google and i um i found a review from 2020 from uh screenrant.com which i think it was a review of a pc port just to compare just before we jump into our own oh, opinion it got, re,
2: got re-released yeah it got re-released yeah, um that's yeah right. um, yeah, year, yeah.
0: So Scott Baird from Screen Rant said Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear <laughs> sure. Metal Gear Solid is historically <laughs> important, but time has been cruel to it. People who are interested in the history of Metal Gear Solid should start with the second game, two out of five. Oh, the two oh, out of five? five? Scott uh, Baird doesn't give a shit, man. He he's always been opinionated. I know that from googling him at one time.
2: Right? We're going to spend the rest okay, of this okay. podcast just talking about that review. Like I if this if if this
0: one episode, episode if if this one episode podcast stands for anything, is that like you know we are rivals of Scott Baird and we've
2: always have been. Since Absolutely. Been recording. I'd I'd give him two out of five.
0: Uh, yeah, take that, take that, uh, take that Baird
1: <laughs> Baird.
0: Um, so that's, uh, that's the data. That's what we got going with um, Metal Gear.
1: <laughs> and but, the data never lies. But that, it, uh, yeah, so. yeah. I,
0: I got some of that from. Sorry, most of that from Wikipedia. So it could have been. It could have literally been lies. But I think it's true. That's
1: that's super interesting. That that there's still that point two missing <laughs> from MGS One.
0: I think like, you know, I think there was always that thing, where it's like, oh, we can't give this game ten out of ten.
1: That was IGN
2: thing for years. Yeah, and I, and I also don't think it is a ten out of ten game. As much as I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Now that we have the cold hard data there, um, forget the data. We need to talk about, you know, just our rose tinted glasses. Uh, I think we all played it when it came out or thereabouts. We all would have been, a lady never tells her age, but I think we're at nine or ten at the time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
1: it was about that. Marcy, you have a good story about your first interaction with Metal Gear, right?
2: Yeah, I I guess so. I'm going to have to throw my dad under the bus here and make him seem like a terrible father. when so i came out 98 i didn't play it till about 2001 um but i remember like early 1999 i think i might be a bit off with the dates here but uh my dad came into the room and he's like i got you uh i got you the new metal gear Gear game he didn't know the full name i literally lost my shit i was like 11 i was so excited it was unbelievable we just got a playstation which we had swapped for someone's n64 so we can Talk about that another time. Um, bizarre. Really, we yeah, have. A bizarre deal. um So he, he he was in his bag, went back out to his car, and he brought it in. And as he was walking from the car to, like to the, I was waiting outside by the window. Don't tell me, um, you broke the disc. No, no, no. It, it, the case looked really weird. It was like a fully gray case. It was very, very thin and narrow. It looked like a CD case. And so he came in. He gave it to me. It it was. It was the soundtrack to Metal Gear Solid One. <laughs> I, um, away. I swear! I swear <laughs> to God. If you if you listen to this, you'll definitely hear this. But um, I, like, I thought, I was devastated at the time. I was like a really snotty-nosed kid, so I was like giving out, and I was like, "Oh my God, this isn't a game. How rubbish!" And he was like, kind of, he was like, "Oh, sorry, trying to be a, a good dad." But what ended up happening was, I listened to that. I listened to the shit out of that TV. It's that, because the soundtrack for the first Metal Gear is so good.
1: Um, well, dude, I'm, I'm uh, pretty sure I burnt that uh, legally, of course, back in the day. I'm pretty sure I burnt uh, that soundtrack because of you and from you.
2: I, I, I actually guarantee you probably did as well. I still have it. Uh, it's here with me in Canada. Uh, I, I, still, I brought it with me, which is so lame. Um, but then about, it was a while later, it was like maybe two years later, um, uh no three oh this makes sense that was three years later and he brought back uh metal gear solid 2 i know we're trying to focus on one here but he brought back metal gear solid 2 and i was like oh dad i haven't played the first one yet and he goes (laughs) but he goes i got you that too and i was like oh my god
0: and he got you a cd player to play it today because he didn't still didn't
1: (laughs) so your dad presented the original subsistence collection is what you're saying (laughs) basically it it
2: was such a good
1: day man um but I love that soundtrack. That soundtrack
2: to me was, it's its a big part of why I still love the game. Like, I isn't there, isn't
0: there a bit of a, a squalga in that? And for us Irish people, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. the, the, the best, best, main song, song. best
2: is yet to the come. main, main intro yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. I was such um, like a bad Irish yeah.
0: student, or student in general. I don't think I caught the lyrics were Irish. I think, I think I saw like the Irish name in the credits when I finally finished the game. and I was like, that sounds vaguely Irish.
2: It's hell? um the the song is called The Best of Yet to Come. And yeah. uh the the Irish girl on it, she's actually a really well known presenter on Ortieno, which I know is so random. Um I'll try and think of her name in a second. Um yeah, she's red hair, she's on like, she was on like on the den and a bunch Ryan of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. You know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but man that, that so that's why like I've always had like such a love for that game. But can you guys remember when you first played it or you first
1: encountered it? I can remember it was, uh, and I remember it like yesterday, actually, because I didn't own a PlayStation kind of like you, Marcy at the time and, uh, where we spent, uh, a lot of our, uh, vacation was down, um, in the, in the South of Ireland and my cousins who were also big into gaming at the time, um, they kind of got me into the likes of final fantasy and gta and and everything that play, the best the playstation had to offer and i remember walking into my grandmother's sitting room one christmas and they were they were playing this game and i had like almost no interest in it while passively viewing uh, and it wasn't until that they left the console there and i actually got it in my own hands and it 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 was it wasn't until uh, I was walking around the initial um, call it the initial opening um, where you um, scuba dive in and you dive in and you're, you're you're peeking around corners. Yeah. Shadow Moses, the initial opening of shadow Moses. It wasn't until seeing the height of realism that was fully realized in that game. So, uh, you know, the first instance of, when I, when I tapped on my first wall or where the, you know, within the opening 15 minutes, the, the, uh, the patrol units had, had spotted my footprints in the snow. And it, when I encountered that for the first time, it was that, you know, it was, it was one of those, one of those moments in life that you, you realize it's like, this is something unique and and something different. You know, it, it was one of those things of like, this is, this is changing the medium as we know it. You know, I, I I would compare it to maybe not a favorable comparison, but like, you know, that first time you saw like Avatar in 3D, right? And you said like this is this is something. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but holy heck, like this is this is a new form of the medium.
2: So like that that's very interesting to me. So you play you played like you were 10. Did you actually know when you were ten years of age? that it was going to be that it was this unique, different kind of thing you were playing? Because... Yeah, I I, uh, sure. No, no, I was, I, to either of you. Because like I th- my thing is, when I think back about it, I have, such a, I have such a weird relationship with games where I don't know if I really thought about them as deeply as I do now. And it was just kind of like, uh, this is really, really cool. And it looks cool. I'm just going to go play. But I wondering like, did you know, like, I suppose how big into games are? You? Like, did you know it was a, a unique thing and it was completely different back then?
0: I do think that's the difference between, like, being 10 or being two what my memories of that generation of games in general like I wasn't the difference between being like you know an 11 year old or being five is that I I, wa- I feel like we were at that time when I was starting to see games differently I'm not saying I was deep into game design or anything like that but my main memories of that generation was just kind of going this is like this is amazing because just to ha- having grown up in like with 2d games like because we kind of began in the 8-bit 16-bit era when we were very young the transition to 3d is just fundamentally impressive like despite how it's aged it was the biggest leap the industry i think has ever taken like our game design has ever taken so with likes to kind of your mario 64 and metal gear solid i do remember even as a little shitty nine-year-old i remember being like oh my god what's this and, and one of the things like what you were saying there about the opening that you didn't bring up that's kind of you can almost forget about it but it was so completely different. Do you remember that when you start playing and you start controlling Snake, the credits are still rolling on the screen? Yeah,
2: yeah. It was mm-hmm. so, uh, it, it was like the only game I'd played up to that point where I felt like I was playing a film. You know, even the whole yeah. intro, Colonel explaining the story and like, you're being launched out of a submarine into Shadow Moses. Amazing. <laughs> I uh, absolutely ludicrous. Now when I think about it. it's so amazing.
1: Yeah, and it, it's funny, right? Because they like uh, Liam. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I will. Did final did fi- I know you will? Uh, but did fi- was it Final Fantasy VII? Did that come out ninety seven, ninety six, ninety
0: seven, seven? I think yeah,
1: yeah, ninety seven. Well, yeah, so no. and I, re- I and I remember that like Final Fantasy VII at the time, in terms of like how it was publicized in Europe, was this is a cinematic experience yeah, like that you've never, never had, you know? And, and, and like that bears true um until you experience something like Metal Gear, which truly did feel like you were playing a, uh, a you know, a Michael Bay movie, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so that I, that the, that's, I think that's fundamental to the PlayStation 6. That's whatever we think about now about what's, good and what's bad about game design and what what is like a good idea to carry the industry forward to carry game design forward the playstation one of playstation's key successes was literally just going look at these movie like things we can do and yeah. it was also I, I describe it sometimes as the adolescent era of gaming everything was like really dark and gritty so like if you look back at, if you look back at those old final fantasy 7 trailers you don't really see random battles and cloud casting magic you see a lot of cgi cutscenes of midgar and the kind of a kind of um, cyberpunk elements of it. And then around the same time, you had Metal Gear. And before, a little bit before that, you had Resident Evil. It really was just showing Tomb Raider. Just kind of showing, look how cinematic games look. And I think if we're talking about games being cinematic, I think Metal Gear Solid is at the absolute forefront of that. It really was the first game I ever played that, like, for good or for bad, we could discuss that in a while, it really did feel like an interactive movie. Which that, I think these days, that almost sounds like if someone says that, oh, well, I have a game, it's like an interactive movie, that'd be a negative. I think I think some would be shitting on a game if they said that, but at the time it was kind of or whatever. but at the time it was like incredible. It was unheard
2: of. Absolutely, I think. Do you remember um the the first cutscene in the game? Actually, it's it's, it's, all, it's almost an edit and a cutaway that made me go, "Oh my god, what am I playing?" It was when um Snake first sees the hind, and he's like, a Russian hind." <laughs> and then it just cut, It cuts to the that was a good impression, impersonation actually. And it cuts to the the codec, and I was like, "What?" Because I think the the codec for me is like, as a kid, that impressed me almost as much as yeah as the actual cutscenes. Because I felt like it was so interactive. I felt like I was moving the conversation forward, which which is what felt so cool to me.
1: Well, Liam, what was like? As in, what was now that we've heard Marcy and I, what was your first experience?
0: I actually played a demo of it and I have no clue where that demo <laughs> came where that demo came from. Do you know what, demos back then just ended up? Oh my I, I
1: like demo demos unreal. <laughs> like
2: yeah, like you, I
0: don't know if it came from you a magazine, the magazine or it came for from the my, demo. It was either from a magazine or it came from another game. I'm trying I'm racking my brain what other Konami game I might have gotten that had a Gear, but I didn't have Silent Hill, so that's the only one I can think of.
2: But yeah, we Silent we Hill was ninety nine.
0: Okay, so yeah. Actually I think Metal Gear Solid had a Silent Hill demo. I think it actually did come with a,
1: a Silent Hill demo. It, had,
2: it did, and then Metal Gear 2, I think, had, like, Zone of Enders or something, really? Right. No, Zone, right.
1: Zone of Enders had Metal Gear. Did I, it? I, it Metal Gear I, Two? I, I remember, one, I actually love uh, Zone of Enders, and it had the demo for the initial tanker, and I just, I like, I know we're... Yeah, like, and, 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 right. yeah.
0: and then Metal Gear Solid 2 had Kevin Bacon, and we did it. That's done. That was a, that was a little that was joke, deep.
2: <laughs> eight, 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 <laughs> degrees. Eight, eight
0: degrees of separation. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, unreal. No, I got a demo and it was all in Japanese. Uh, that's one thing I really remember about it. And it did um, the the initial, whatever it was, dock and it did up the kind of the helicopter, the heliport until until you crawled into the building. And I was just absolutely in love with it. Like it had all the, the codec and the cutscenes. That's all I needed. And then, but when I did finally play the game, it was actually uh, rented from um, whatever, like Extravision.
2: And when wait, was, when you said Liam, you said did you the Japanese version. Was it like the Japanese audio and everything,
0: and with subtitles, yeah,
2: absolutely. It was like, oh
0: I should do fresh but it was like, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was absolutely Japanese, uh, <laughs> Japanese uh, recording with
2: something um, to subtitles. That's probably now. worth something now. That's probably that's probably worth money now. That's really, really cool. I like, guarantee,
0: if I root it around, I still have that fucking thing.
1: You but, uh, have everything, bud. You have everything oh, in that yeah. house.
0: Everything that's everything that's useless to anyone.
2: Pogs. So I have- anyone
0: want some pogs?
2: <laughs> oh I have so many pogs my elf hogs uh, i i recently uh replayed it uh mm. which i remember i remember pulling which i found this is probably a conversation for another day but it was so hard trying to find a way to easily play it i spent almost two weeks trying to figure out a way to get it because my ps3 was messed up i could download for the ps4 and then it came out on pc a week later which was yeah. fucking great yeah, um but what uh one thing i found is i actually found it pretty hard which I don't remember as a kid at all. When you were younger, did you find it a hard game to play?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I found it very hard because I'd never played a stealth game before. And I don't think it's necessarily the first stealth game ever made, but I think it's the one that...
1: Was... Am I... I'll look it up, but was Siphon Filter post-Metal Gear? I don't know. It was, it was I'm, not,
0: I'm not shitting on, on Siphon Filter because I love it, but that even wasn't as
2: kind of...
1: Yeah, 99. ...technically as... No, impressive th- as, it, as when you I would say,
2: because I know, like, the, what's the actual name that has, like, that Hideo Kojima gave for Metal Gear? Like, something that's something. Cool. The that's, of it. that's it, it yeah. <laughs> like, like, to me, because I, I remember that summer when I played Metal Gear, I played Thief 2. Um, that's the other uh, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was, like, that's, like, a full-on crazy, like, you're in the shadows kind of thing. So, like, Metal Gear never felt like a stealth game to me. But I remember it not being that hard as a kid, and then
0: Did you um, kind of barrage your way through it, like, did you kind I probably of did it. Did you love two people? I,
2: I I, I, yeah,
1: Are you saying that you've you you found it hard going back to it?
2: Yeah, I found like, it hard,
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I found it hard
2: replaying it as like you know, a guy in his thirties. But yeah, Liam's actually probably right. When I was a like, when I was a kid, I remember what happened at the time. I would just get like you know, uh, caution or alert, and I would just run around and hide until that went away. But that uh, was it
1: like. That was the other thing in terms of like, you know, you uh, of, of its day and of its time in terms of like the third person action view that it had, it was so, uh, you know, to a certain degree it was so revolutionary because it, it, like, it moved that 2D landscape into the 3D space, right? So as in like, you're so used to at that time and place, you know, for that transition to take place. You know, it's it's a bit easier than rather than going from, you know, something like um, Phantom Pain, where it's, you know, a behind the shoulder camera view. And you're used to that, to going to this, you know, it, really, in essence, it really is a, you know, it's almost a, a two and a half D kind of perspective. It view. is.
0: It's more above you than behind your back at that point. It's kind of like uh, the camera is always above Snake. It's kind of playing almost like an old kind of. Uh, a zelda game or something except that it's fully 3d environment so it's you kind of forget it almost except it had like dynamic cameras so there's a bit when you're climbing up a mad tower with like um 50 floors and the, the camera ladder sleeping. yeah yeah but when you're actually like when it's telling you to sneak around you're usually above snake i think i think so was two i think that's what's kind of the kind of sneaky kind of trick of a metal gear franchise that they're yeah like you said they're almost they're almost like playing a 2d game kind of hmm they they need to match your radar system because that's how the stealth system works. So if you're looking at your radar in the top corner, which is an overhead map with dots moving around, you you need to be playing overhead as well. And and you are, if I remember correctly. But I was going to say yeah, um, yeah. what needs to be said. Sorry, Marcy. Uh, what needs to be said is um, we all continued playing the franchise. We're like we didn't quit after Mega Solid One. We're all big fans of the franchise.
1: And for many reasons.
0: Yeah, the ongoing narrative, but which I understand. But um, do you think going back and playing Metal Gear Solid 1 is hard because it's aged? Or do you think it's hard because all the quality of life things that, that the sequels added that you, are so fresh in your mind, that you're suddenly going back and you can't even aim a gun. You can't choke or you can't choke people out. Excuse me. But you can't, like, h- there's no, like, hiding bodies or anything like that. All the Or do you think it's just, it's an old PS1 game and it's just a bit dated?
2: Uh, I think uh, it's a good question because, like, you could bring in Twin Snakes and we could talk about that, right? And how that... Brought all those kind of luxuries from the second game into the first one, but
0: like we'll get to I, yeah. yeah, we will. But I,
2: yeah, what I yeah. found, what I found genuinely the hardest replaying it with uh, two things. One was just the actual camera angles. Um, it's just weird to kind of suddenly not have control of a uh, of a camera. Yeah. I didn't have obviously didn't have any didn't have any analogs. Um, and it was around the same time I was playing the the new release of uh, Super Mario Sixty Four as well. Um, but also, I just found it. I just found it really challenging. I know it sounds stupid. I've been playing games for like 20 odd years, but I just died so much. And again, this is probably another conversation for another day, but maybe games today are just much easier now, but I wasn't used to dying a lot in a video game. And it, it just started are to you kind of... about getting me.
0: caught or dying, dying? Were you getting caught a lot? Actually,
2: actually dying. dying. I, I was getting caught. Actually, I was getting caught quite a bit. And then I, I forgot about maybe three or four hours into it, I started to kind of exploit things a little bit. because I was like, oh, I remember this. I remember that. But I had this really... Um, you know, there's, a, there's a, a part of the game where um, basically you're going through all these caves uh, and it's like the, the scene just before you meet, you know, where you know, Meryl gets shot by Sniper Wolf. I'm so sorry if that's spoiler for anyone. The game is... Yeah, yeah it's t- 20, 22 years old or whatever. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I know if you're old. Um, but I I died after doing the cave bit and I can't remember how it was really dumb. And then I was like, do the cave bit all over again? Yeah, Do all the cutscenes? I can't do that. I can't do that. I have other things to be doing, like sleeping. Yeah,
0: yeah, so sleeping.
2: I, I think that, that was tricky for me. But what, what do you guys think? Like, have, When was the last time you guys played it, actually?
0: See, that's the thing. It's, uh, I've, I've played that game almost more than any other game. Like, I used to, like as a child and a teenager, I used to like replay it a bunch, but three times a year, I'd say, and i do it with all the cutscenes because I just loved being back in it. But it is a game I haven't played in about five years, I'd say. Yeah,
1: but, but Liam, do you, do you play Twin Snakes or do you play the original?
0: It was both. It was it, it was the original until Twin Snakes came out, and then I replaced it with Twin Snakes, which is we should just clarify remade for the GameCube in like two thousand and four or something like that. that yeah. um, with all the mechanics from two, but I
2: and, v- and very different the story. That's like yeah, yeah. yeah. But since it's since
0: fun. since then, I've replayed the the original as an adult a few times. I think I don't think that, I think the last time I've, I think I replayed it before Five came out, and I think Five came out in two thousand and fifteen. So I haven't touched that game in a long time. But when we decided to talk about it for this, like I had no I I had no worry about replaying it. It's just it's so fresh in my memory. I've just done it so many times. I used to like love it. I go, school's over, uh I was a weekend off now. Will I go be social and kick balls and kiss girls? Or will I just play solid?
2: Your
1: your weekends are very different to <laughs> <for> ours man. <laughs> yeah. kissing girls
2: at ten. Yeah, good for you. I, I yeah, yeah. that that's that you actually really upset me there though. I can't believe Phantom Pain is five years old.
1: Is it that old? Uh, 2015, yeah. really? It has to be. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was early when I came to Canada, so it's got to be five.
2: My God. Yeah. So I, I have another question for you guys, just because I was speaking to someone at work about this, regards to Metal Gear. There's any? I know three people in the world who can talk to me about Metal Gear as much as uh, as like myself, and it's a guy I work with. um uh, He, we, we try get a conversation. Yeah, David. Yeah. I've met David Hader. We can talk about this one other time. The And, David, and he, he also wished me a happy birthday for my thirty birthday. birthday. Um, oh, of uh, course, villains. So that that's something that Buddy of Mine says. That's what he makes him remember the game so much. That has like the most memorable villains that
0: any well, other series ever has. Will we talk about the story in general? Of let's let's not be so bold as I talk about the, the plotline of Metal Gear Solid, but the franchise, but just that one game. Because Hideo Kojima is a massive American action film nerd. That's he's like, he's a genius game designer who loves American action films. Will be kind of one sentence or description and, mil-
1: military apparently. and military structure and military <clears>
0: structure <throat> and has a lot of opinions about things yeah like you said like your friend said and you said um i completely agree i would boil the best parts of the story of Melgar solid one down to its characters and most of the characters in that game are obviously the villains i think one of the reasons it stands the test of time is because even in comparison to like better Melgar solid games i think it has the best characters in the best setting
2: I don't, know about it, the, it, I don't know about the best setting. I, I I would disagree with the best setting, but I think it definitely has the best characters. Absolutely. I don't know.
1: I I I would feel that Shadow Moses as a setting as a whole is a better character than the like the Reagan Two.
0: The what? Yeah. Oh, the Ra- I think it's like the I said the Reagan Two. I was like. Don't... The, yeah, the Ronald, Ronald, Ronald Reagan,
1: Reagan <laughs> in Two yeah,
0: Metal Reagan.
2: <laughs>
1: Metal Reagan Rex.
2: I, th- I love the tanker, though. I think the tanker and then the, the big oil rig or big, what's it called, big rig or everything, two? Big Shell. I, Cause big, like, big Shell, thank you. The, the Shell,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, but anyway, we shouldn't talk about two, but co- what were you saying, on oh, continue?
1: No, I just, like, as in, that and that really, like, as in, as a whole, and I, this could be my nostalgia glasses being put on right now because I haven't played it as recently um, as the two of you. But what I do remember is, is during my playthrough of four, and going back to Shadow Moses and how that th- how that hit um, so sentimentally. Um, I like I, I just
0: that setting to revisit. I think it's like important and iconic.
1: And like whether or not that was uh, like down to you know where Kojima trying to just trying to bring things full circle. So he felt like he needed to touch upon. But I actually like I don't think it was. I think I think it very much was that Shadow Moses is so well regarded um, as a like it's a you know it's kind of like the island and lost right like Shadow Moses itself to a certain degree like it is its own character and like I think there's a I think there's a reason why um, one why fans want a Metal Gear Solid one remake but two that that um, fan remakes are happening of just like Shadow Moses in in, in general.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can see do. that. I, I can. I, 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 I just think, do you think, really, though, thinking back, like the, like, for me, I suppose maybe the tanker in Big Shell is a bad uh, bad example, but Metal Gear 3, which would be my favorite of the series.
0: I love where you're I just, just like, you just, like I, I think the Metal Gear Solid 1 setting is pretty okay, but here's two ones that are better than that.
2: <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, yeah, I, I would rather, uh, maybe it's just because now going back to playing it recently, Shadow Moses didn't look as good as I remembered. Um, but I
0: agree, uh, it doesn't look as good, but here's the thing if a ps1 game from 1998 can still convey how cold and how desolate a place is i think that's very good art direction be it sound sure. or whatever i think it's age kind of like it we can talk about the graphics in more detail like uh, the character the characters look like and everything but um
2: can we uh, can, can I, we go I, into more detail
0: <laughs> i i lo- i think it might be a thing as well where it's all set in like one night and you kind of you play from like night to day and it just kind of feel it feels like this very desolate, claustrophobic place to be stuck in, where when anime bad guys are trying to kill you with their machinations. <laughs>
1: but it almost brings I, you back to like a, a, like an alien. You're right. Like uh, it's like an alien esque, or the thing esque. Yeah. Uh, you know, st- staples of their own genre. Um, I guarantee
0: you is- got it from the thing. I guarantee you got it from the thing. Yeah, I was Love just gonna say the, the thing actually Love makes sense. Way. Yeah. Main yeah, Hollywood I film 20, though, I, I saw it years after I played Mel Solid, but it's Escape um, from LA or New York, which was New York, New York. is yeah. Like he's not getting launched from a submarine like Snake is, um, like Solid Snake is. And his name, his name is also Snake. His, his
1: name is also, He's falling so from the The
0: whole setup of Escape from New York is like I when I first watched it, I was like, Kojima basically ripped this whole thing for his beginning for the beginning of his game. That's where he got the the most of his vibes. Vibes is a technical term. That's where he got most of like the kind of um, the direction of Mel Gear, definitely. And just kind of um, re- reiterates the fact that he just loves American action movies, but he is from Japan. So that's what I love about Mel Gear Solid um, and the series is that it's, uh, it's like American action movie sensibilities from a very, very Japanese point of view. And that kind of um, concoction is just fucking wonderful, I think.
2: It's so unique. There's no one else doing that. Or, or attempting to do it it's 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 just so unique what, go, what, back to, yeah,
1: go ahead marcy go
2: ahead i was probably going to say something you were saying i say, go back to villains like what do you think because i think <laughs> that the middle gear one are just such a huge it for me what, what like um,
0: well, well marcy why don't you give a brief rundown of the plot of the game what's it a, <laughs> what's it
2: about who are these absolutely villains? absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not it's about nothing game. So like, it's, about, it's,
0: about, yeah, it's, it's about like 12 it's, it's, things I would actually say not too many yeah, I, things it's, it's it's the,
2: about, I, I've read the graphic novel and made me even more confused I have no fucking idea what it's about which is but look uh, in, in broad but,
0: strokes Solid Snake has to go to an island off the coast of Alaska because terrorists have a nuclear weapon and there's a robot that's the But
2: I think, I think the good thing about the, the villains is that they don't have anything to do with the fucking story at all like Vulcan Raven, what the fuck has he got to do with the story? They're just,
0: Absolutely they're, nothing. They're a band, like there's the main villain and he has his team. You got I think that's a, very that's, good that's, that's a very good way to structure, because you're not writing for a movie, I think that's a very good way to structure a video game, because you're working through the team of bad guys to get to the top guy and you're learning information. As you it, go is,
1: it is, like, it's the one thing I think about, right? It's, it's like, it's, we go back to, you know, those 2.5D sensibilities and we go back to like, um essentially, you know, you think of like Mario and you think of levels and you think that's where you kind of remember to a certain degree, right? It's like there is your different Bowser levels, there is your Koopa Troopers, there's this like ba- there's this like ragtag group of villains. And like how do you translate that into, into an American action movie? And that's like that's exactly how you do it.
2: It's very like what's that Bruce Lee movie where he basically Fights a different person at a different level of a tall house and so, just keeps uh, going, Oh. Where the dragon?
0: It last, no, it was his last one. It's the only died making um
2: Yeah, I did, yeah.
0: Something game of game those. of Fuck man, I didn't think I'd have to dip into my Bruce Lee knowledge. <laughs> I told game you of, we would. Game of something, right? Game it's of story? death, game of death.
2: Yeah. It's game of game of death. death. Is it? It's probably. probably. I don't know. Jamie <laughs> there. Um, so, so dismissive.
0: Get with that. um, Whatever. Sounds like it sounds
2: like (laughs) We all know what it is, Uh, but but that's what I think. That's what I love about it. Like that, each time you're you're basically just moving closer and closer to getting to liquid. Um, That that's what just made I just loved as a kid. Just like I I loved all the battles. I I, even though some of them are ludicrous, but just that kind of that feeling of progression, just getting towards liquid, was just so good. Like a a genuine
1: question, which I actually don't think we've even like. Off the podcast we've talked about before, oh, um, in, in in terms of um, favorite, uh, Bruce Lee movies. No, right. That game It's
2: yeah. the one I can remember half of. A game of something. <laughs> game of... Enter, enter, enter the death. Whatever it's
1: called. <laughs> um, it like. What your actual favorite, obviously, the uh, uh, boss fight or boss encounter in in Metal Gear One is?
0: Well, I'll go be- for the ob- I'll go for the obvious one, just because it it's something that needs to be talked about when you talk about this game, anyway, and it ties into Kojima as um, a developer. It's uh, the Psycho Mantis boss boss fight, which has become iconic, and it was incredible and unheard of. So you you're fighting a psychic man in a gimp suit, and he's floating around. <laughs> and he's doing, he's doing, he's doing a lot of nefarious shit with with female characters. He's he's, he's rambling your uh, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kojima wrote it. Um, and then yeah, you start fighting him, and none of your bullets hit. You're in like a, you're in an office, and he's throwing furniture and statues at you, and none of your bullets hit. And he's like, he's being a right old prick. And then um, the screen goes blank, and Hideo comes up in the left hand corner, which is you know the first name of the creator. But when you're a kid, you're like, hmm. Is this like an audio? Is this a TV setting? I have no idea what's happening, and we're 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 in nineteen ninety eight, so we're still in the cusp of that. We're it's the very end of it. The internet was you know becoming very much a universal household thing, but we're still in the cusp of finding out information from games, from people like talking about it and learning it from kind of you know magazines and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it became this famous thing, like how do you beat Psychomantis? How do you do it? And the solution, as you both know, I'm just building it up now, is to remove the PS1's controller from one and put it into the, the two-player controller thing, and then you can't read your mind. And I think it's a shorthand for Kojima's brain as a designer, just completely, like, nothing anyone would think of. I, I, I'm i not even going to call it good. Um, it, it's, it's incredible. It is incredible. It's also completely, like, too difficult to figure out. I would never have thought. Of it. I don't know how me and my brother figured it out back in the day. I'm, I assume we learned it from somewhere because there was no part of my. I'm not built to go like this I got <laughs> I like this. That, the I bitch to... on the floor and moved and change the controller. <laughs> and,
2: and the bitch just before as William, well, where he actually is like, I'm going to read your memory card. He starts yeah. reading out yeah, the previous save saves. Yeah, he so, you read your memory card. And yeah. he tells me he
0: says, he says a different quote, depending on, like, because you're supposed to sneak around and sneak around soldiers. And but depending on how many people you killed, he kind of says a harsher thing about Snake. Or you're not very cautious if you got caught a lot and shit like that. He kind of, yeah, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Um,
2: First time, again, like, no, like, at the time, and like even, it hasn't happened many times since, just all brand new, innovative, you know, you can call them genius or good or tacky, whatever you want to call them, but all just different and really, really cool.
0: Yeah, it's iconic, yeah. isn't it? That I you think know, it's one of the main things that the game is remembered for. I would say, I think people it who haven't is. played it know, know about the uh boss
1: fight. It is. I, I like. I gotta call out. Um, you know, I, I would say it was probably Kojima's follow-on um, from that kind of uh, real-life experiment um, combined with gameplay mechanics. Um I don't know if you two know of Boktai
2: mm-hmm. uh, The Sun
1: is in Your Hand. Yeah, the the Game Boy Advance game. So essentially uh it was about this fa- uh, young vampire hunter and he fights uh immortals using a vampire uh, the uh, solar powered gun. And Kojima had developed a device for the GBA that you use so- like the device had solar panels. So in real life you would have to power you're like essentially this device that would power your cartridge that would then give your character um, uh, weapons life. Um, And like, he's for sure. He's always had that, that um, and and it's been persistent throughout his career. Right. And in in terms of his game mechanics, especially uh, I haven't played it, but from what I've seen, Liam, I know you have in Death Stranding in terms of, you know, how that game's intention is to a certain degree connect the world and how the, the gameplay mechanics reflect that um, Demon Souls-like or Demon oh, yeah, Souls-like. I,
0: I don't really want to talk about Death Stranding on this Metal Gear Thought discussion. Because I have so many opinions about it, like negative, positive, everything. I don't think I've ever had a weirder relationship with a game. But I, I will just say really briefly, I would still describe him as one of if not the most interesting if nothing else i don't think all his products are super successful but i think mm-hmm. the most interest and like there's a lot of talk about how he needs an editor like he's just kind of you know he needs something he's too big now and he needs someone to say like kind of at his side going hey could you maybe not this maybe not this but i don't yeah. think the game, the, the game industry is really in a position to start editing like um eccentric auteurs like that i just don't think there's enough of them so I well, will, the, yeah yeah I would gladly play his games. Um, I enough. would
1: agree, especially as the industry is so young. Nice. Um, what well, on like so on while we're talking about bosses, I I, I had assumed that you would have have liked that. So like I had uh, predicted and, and read your oh, mind. Okay,
0: oh um, I get it. I get that. That's pretty good. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's Thank it's you. Like, I'm like, not going to to you though. So sniper wolf is actually would be my Ooh. choice. For boss for
0: battle, but, yeah, you like fight her, you fight her
1: twice, and that's the thing. So it's like it's a it's a you know it's a progressive, um, progressive scenario, and you always remember like you know walk or like that is the I believe it's the initial fight that you have with her, and you're in this really tight corridor going between buildings, and you have to essentially uh, hop between walls to avoid her her shooting you, and then. Obviously, um, the you know the open landscape and that's the that sniper battle um, in the in the, in the uh, the wintry snow landscape was just phenomenal and like what like I I get the gameplay mechanics of you know and how unique it was um, for that psycho mantis battle for but for sniper wolf it evoked something different where it it really was and I. You know, have very rarely felt its sense in video games, of that real edge of your seat Mm. um, kind of scenario,
0: and long Um,
1: exactly. Mm. You know, go ahead, Marcy. No, it's, it's
2: uh, he's seen. It's one thing he's really good at, Hideo Kojima. There's not not that I have a top five best sniper moments in video games, but
1: um, <laughs> uh, excuse me,
2: he keeps you, doing it. Yeah,
1: you do, you you probably, probably used do to play all those sniper games back in the day. I probably did, yeah. I
2: played like all the sniper elites and stuff, um, to be honest. But the the end is that his name, I think, from yeah, three? three, um, three, yeah. The reason I love that so much is because it reminded me of the one against Sniper Wolf and like as a kid i didn't realize this but it was just it was kind of cool just to see something that was so draw kind of drawn out and it was just very very tense you couldn't find her the music was again unbelievable fucking adagon or hal was falling in love with her as well at the time
0: yeah, that, that oh, made it, that made it hard to play through my tears that was yeah, dude, that bad. Hard about that boss
2: can we talk about that? So, and I don't want to get being negative about Mel. Your thoughts?
0: Well, you but, do clearly. You do.
2: Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm preparing, gearing up to say something negative. Um, we can go back to that Scott Dickhead or Scott Baird. his review, or we said you know nine What yeah. would we? We do hate him collectively and individually. But what would what would you take the point two away for? I would take it away for that stupid side plot of him falling in love with Sniper Wolf. I thought it was dumb when I was 10. I think it's dumb when I 20, 20, And
0: 20. Uh, just to clarify, you're talking about um, Hal Emmerich, a.k.a. Otacon, who's Snake's tech guy that shines halfway through the mission while he's pissing himself in a locker. Um, <laughs> and he yeah, yeah. becomes... Uh, he's right-hand man for the rest of the series, and Kojima writes a big scene where he weeps in every game because he's so... Que- See, I'm kind of okay with it, because I'm actually on Ardekhan's side because H- Kojima is so cruel to him. He writes scenarios he in every game. like it, like you're right. It doesn't like it. it completely stands out. Like, oh, let's have this little plot where Ardekhan falls in love with the, the hot Russian sniper. Just to hurt Ardekhan when Snake, you are you the player like yeah. to shoot her to death. <laughs> but, um,
2: and and ha- how do they even have time to fall in love? Oh, oh, I'll tell you that. They
0: were working in the same facility for a while because Oticon was working on the Metal Gear and she was there. Um,
2: She's hanging around with her her dog. It it, it could be Stockholm.
0: If you want to give him more credit, it could be Stockholm Syndrome. But I don't think. I actually just think he's like, the nerd would definitely fall in love with the Russian. I think that's all it was.
1: (laughs) I think that's actually it, yeah. Uh, I'd say the Doctor Marks because it was pretty short.
0: I wouldn't have to, to, be
1: be good. Longer, <laughs> to be completely honest. That's um, a good question.
0: When I was thinking about this, I was actually, this discussion, I was going to say one of the things I appreciate it now. It's nice to play a short, authored, kind of linear game. game, game we don't get much of them anymore. I'm not saying it's the only way to make a good game. It's like, clearly not. But if I was going back and playing it, it's nice to kind of settle in and go, I got about 10
2: hours with cutscenes, three without cutscenes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say eight to 10, yeah. Which I still i i i don't know if it's too short it's obviously i think, so I, think, I, think I think it's, I think
0: it's as long as it needs to be to be honest i i don't think that game fucks around it and, and you kind of go from set piece to set piece as well which is nice i i, I don't think that game wait like sorry, this is the gameplay sections of that game don't waste your time it's just that when you add the whole story on top of it now i would never replay that game without watching the story because i think that's just to jump off what you said about otacon falling in love with um um sniper wolf that's what's great about it. that's what i love to this day as an adult man who's probably should know better i just love how silly it is i love how it's the most self-serious thing ever but it's also the goofiest fucking thing ever he, he wanted he <laughs> want yeah. serious themes about you know nuclear war and you know and gene therapy and a lot of that in it <laughs> and oh but he's also like i can his habits are just like robot ninja Um, hot sniper and the and the nerd will fall in love with her and all this and that's what makes also we
1: haven't touched upon ninja
0: and the ninja there's a robot how how could we not love that game as Frank there's a Frank spoilers
1: oh shit sorry.
0: you you skip these two layers there's robot ninja who pretends to be a guy called Deep Throat based on the Watergate scandal who turns out to be a guy called Grey Fox whose real name is Frank Yeager.
2: Can, can I bring up one moment, uh, just to bring you back to nineteen? Like actually, bring you back to 1988? I remember vividly nervous. playing uh, <laughs> and finding out that Master Miller wasn't Master Miller and being fucking shocked. Being like, when he shook his hair out in the codec, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. What? So I can't we, do all the time.
0: So one of your your starboard friends on the other end of a radio line, who's been helping you through the whole game, turns out to be the main villain, Liquid Snake, right, Wally? Yeah, That's yeah. and he takes off his sunglasses, and lets down his hair, and you, the player, are like, "Oh my god, it's liquid the whole time." But Snake can't see him. He did not have to put on a disguise. He was over, <laughs> he was over a radio.
2: <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> That's so much true.
0: effort. He put so much effort into his scheme. He was just like, "Hold on, I, I, if I'm changing my voice from an English accent, I need to like be the character." I need to put on I, it's brilliant. Like my sunglasses, Snake. He's like, "I, I couldn't see you. I didn't know you were not sunglasses."
2: Man. It's a, bo- it's a, bo- it's a bone <laughs> bo- in my ear, lad. The Codex is boring me. I can't. I not what you That's right. That's oh so funny. That's it so, is. So it's, funny. So,
0: it's wonderful. That's another example. I just. I think that's that's the bread and butter of Metal Gear for me. More so because I don't think it's like. Is it a good story? And I mean, I mean that in the most loving way possible because I do love it.
1: I would like. I would argue that before he truly went down the rabbit hole of two, um, which really threw a lot of spanners in there that that one there was a lot of tightness and i know that sounds crazy for a uh for a metal gear solid franchise and for for kojima but like really there was a, there was enough uh, mystique to the operations that were happening but enough to understand tr- what was actually happening in that moment right
0: but there's like five plot widths in it there's like everything there wasn't enough that- everything is a lie in it it's great like i think it, the game is 10 hours and it's like the villains know you're sticking around they're, they want you to activate metal gear they want you to activate metal gear accidentally also the people who sent you in their line you. they've made you a disease a carrier of a disease just like and also yeah. one guy talking to you as a villain you know also one guy the guy you talked to earlier in the game was actually one of the villains wearing his skin there's like 10 <laughs> in it. it's amazing it's amazing that it all kind of makes sense
2: in a way oh true it's so true okay so can, can, can i bring up one thing that people actually don't bring up that often when you hear people talk about it i bet you that review by that scott dude didn't bring it up um the vr missions i know it's like mm. to, to the game but when i replayed it recently I, I actually loved the vr missions they they hold up surprisingly well yeah, um fun. do you play yeah so do you play them a lot when you when you play it first I,
0: it's so funny to bring you brought that up i haven't thought of it in years i haven't played those in a long, long time i did used to play them as a kid though never got the actual vr missions game that came out based on that though
2: yeah i, I like, never did that game. but it's just uh, the that line uh, impressive Nick. is just like burnt into my brain forever mm-hmm. yeah
0: is he in a computer, yeah. is he in a computer? <laughs> sorry that was the most innocent question i've ever asked uh, what, what are the vr missions are they in a computer Who's the voice? That's,
2: like <laughs> That's actually a good point. And even it, there's also all the other bits in the first game of like those weird uh, surveillance camera, like surveillance camera footage of Colonel, the Colonel speaking to the snake and like Ooh, briefing, briefing on the mission. Yeah. Did, which is like a whole did, side. In the menu.
0: 45 minutes of content before you play the game. If you want, he just had no chill. He was just like, no, I'm writing this. I don't care if it's an interactive medium. I'm putting in 45 minutes of briefing that you can completely miss if you don't go to it in the main menu. If I replayed that game, if I replay that game now I watch him, I think it's great. I think it's good um it's good build up.
2: Is, this, is it the best game that came out for the PlayStation?
0: <laughs> uh oh, there's a couple of Final Fantasies I like more than that, I think.
1: It's a tough question.
0: I do, I, I hate to say it. But...
1: Like I was like without a shadow of a doubt, it's definitely like it gotta be top like without a shadow of a doubt it's top five, right? Oh, I guess be, like, without a doubt. Um, I, I,
2: like for me it's for me it'd be number one but like i guess you guys have put what final fantasy seven maybe eight is it maybe eight nine. ps2 ps1 it's nine i'll,
0: nine go, I'll go i'll go seven and nine and put eight behind adjustable kind of um
2: conscientious towards Metal Gear.
0: but i love i love the resident evils as well
1: yeah and like for like for me in that like in that era right so like i told you like i didn't own the playstation when the metal gear came out so i owned it um, when the uh, the miniature uh, PS One, as it was actually mm. known, at the time that that's that's when I really dived into the, like the PlayStation era. Um, but like for me, like Silent Hill was yeah, like a, yes. I know we're getting off topic now, but like as in Silent Hill, in terms of like where I rank things, like that was huge, huge for me. I just love that the horror genre, and like I like I played my Final Fantasy Seven VII and Eight. On PC, so nine was like the first one that I got for uh, like PlayStation, and it's still my favorite. So, as in, like, that's what that how it pushes top five for me because I have seven, nine silent hill battle gear.
2: Liam, I uh, I don't know you've told you the story, but back in the day, I borrowed just since we're talking about silent hill, I borrowed silent hill two off of Owen because he hadn't even talked about it at school all the time. It's an incredible horror game. Uh, and I wasn't really into horror games at all. I had never really watched a horror movie either. And this is where this is my hatred was, of that
1: was, uh, it was a, That was PS2. It was I PS2, remember, yeah, you're I right. remember PS2, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was, you're right. And so I was, like, I was so excited to play it. And I brought it home and I had it in. I was like, oh, this is a bit this is a bit spooky. This is a little bit weird. And then that scene happened where your walkie-talkie starts going. That's the evil. That's the evil. Turn, off TV. That's that's turn off TV. Never played it again. So that was, that, that, that was just it like that absolutely petrified. It was two, yeah, it was two. It's
0: like one of the absolutely best games I've ever played.
2: No, I'll never play it. Absolutely terrifying.
0: Which was its
1: goal? Cool.
0: It ties into Metal Gear Solid series, because six saves the day at the end of it. He comes in and he's like...
1: Well, oh. it kind of does, because PT oh, God, is yeah. a Kojima game.
0: Yeah, we almost had... Here's an aside. Yeah, we almost had Metal Gear's creator Hideo Kojima doing Hill That would have been the best timeline. Never happened because
1: of... Bad oh, just, developers. we be thankful
0: we, ha- we have a Yeah. Now, lads, I have taken the liberty of um, compiling a list, which I think is a sort of mood board for just the general, the whole general feel and vibe of Metal Gear Solid 1. I think it's the best way to kind of sum up the game for me. I think I've compiled a list
2: of the. Hi,
1: top- Liam, are you, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm just imagining a fucking black and white. Postmodernist splash of paint everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah this,
0: this represents my childhood innocence when I played.
1: This one represents uh,
0: Otacon. No, um, I have done, no. I've done what I think are the top ten, not the best, but just top ten quotes from Gear Solid. Mm. Awesome. That Brilliant. Kind of, I think get each you know it just gets right at the each little nook of the story and the, the prose. And I'm gonna read them out now if that's okay with you guys.
2: It'll only be a second. I, I just so, hope number one is what I want number one to be. Well, 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 so I'll I'll be You
0: just, de- just clutch clutch your teddy bear tightly and you just wish, okay? Okay, here we go. Number ten. I'm gonna do a little bit of acting here as well, maybe. Like um, number ten. When you want to use the codec, push the select button. And I think that really <laughs> that really sums up the idea that the gym. I didn't really give it here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love, I love how you print you preface that by saying I'm going to do a bit of acting. <laughs> Wait, yeah. yeah, no, no, no there would be no acting. That was just that was just a little thing. No, and we preface I, that Liam's brother is also an actor, therefore he should have. No, should be in your team. Yeah, I was a I
0: colonel, don't. right? Yeah, that, that just sums up that. Like, I just think it's good to to. to um it's emblematic of the fact that K Kojima makes the most self serious story ever, but he really doesn't care about the video gameness of it. So I had a reason to put that in. He will just have characters say select button and triangle button. He doesn't he doesn't care.
2: care yeah. he doesn't care.
0: Yeah, that's the one. Okay, number nine. And okay. we covered this. Like my sunglasses snake. That's when the villain reveals that he um he is actually he'd been in disguise the entire time and was wearing sunglasses so that's definitely worthy of number nine number eight okay, this, is, this is kind of I preface this by saying this is uh Hideo Kojima's um version of a James Bond kind of quip you know so this one's a little exchange you'd live in Alaska too you know of the world Eskimo Indian Olympics yeah I know it you must be a real threat in the muktuk eating contest. That's a bad line of dialogue, but he meant it as a kind of a badass thing for Snake to say. That's why I got it in. I got it in. Oh <laughs> number <eight. laughs> so number number um, seven, this is a whole fucking speech. I have to get one of his speeches in it because I feel like he wants to make an emotional point, but Kojima couldn't resist kind of going, I learned things for this game. I did research. So even though there's an emotional scene, I will put in my knowledge. And Number seven is, Wolves are noble animals, they're not like dogs. In Yupik, the word for wolf is keglanek, and the Aleuts revere them as honorable cousins. They call call mercenaries like us dogs of war. It's true, we're all for sale at some price or another, but you're different, untamed, solitary. You're no dog, you're a wolf.
2: That's And you have to remember, he's crouched down He's he's behind enemy lines He's crouched down with his hand <laughs> yeah. against his ear And he's doing his fucking little speech it's Actually, so at,
0: at this point He's literally standing in a snowfield Talking to a woman who we just almost shot to death Who is dying, she's bleeding out That's beautiful yeah, she, that's, re- that's really beautiful and Kojima definitely did his homework about
1: Do um, you remember that one uh, movie yeah. where Owen Wilson Was behind enemy lines with I think Gene
2: uh, Why oh, did we yeah. what about that? <laughs> What was it called? <laughs> I thought that. I thought that's
1: what this Find enemy oh,
2: noise. Oh, that's actually a good movie. I'm going to say that. I actually enjoyed that movie.
1: Was well, that a okay? Answer? So we're. Gonna, it, it has 37 percent of rotten tomatoes. Anyway, Liam, <laughs> uh, number six.
0: Number six Seven. is no. This is six now, Marcy. Come on. Oh, I know. I know. It's, I know, it's a ro- I know. It's a roller coaster. Okay. I want to ask you. Do you think love can bloom, even on a battlefield? Yeah, I do. I think at any time any place people can fall in love with each other but if you love someone you have to be able to protect them and i think that's that's just sweet isn't it that that's before,
2: that is a war that's the war helicopter it's a war that that's number 6 i that's actually oh, I, I love top, that line top three that's oh, yeah. a huge line
0: that's number 6 though like you've got the, for, the, for, the for the list is, is made. It? Now, number five, I think, is the most iconic quote. So, I didn't want to put it at number one, but I also couldn't put it any lower at number five. <laughs> what did your everyone's... girlfriend say
1: when she walked in and saw this mood board of quotes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is it written all over the wall in her lipstick? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: why do
2: you
0: Number five is snake, 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 which is obviously <laughs> what he <laughs> dies. Right?
2: Yes, we all remember that
0: one. We all know the we all know uh, the meme.
2: Absolutely iconic, yeah.
0: All right, uh, number four, I'll jump right into it. First, I'm, stri- <laughs> I'm strip-searched by Dr. Naomi here, and then all my weapons are taken away. Imagine yourself put in that position. Well, if you make it back in one piece, maybe I'll let you do a strip-search on me. I'll hold you to that, Doctor. Now, that's just <laughs> hot. That's why I put that one in. <laughs> that, that's just oh,
1: hot. God. That, <laughs> um, that reminds me of, uh <laughs> all the bad movies here, but a uh, samurai cop. I
0: mean, yeah, it has very samurai cop energy, actually.
2: Oh, that's eight, yeah. Um, I
0: put th- I put this one at number three because if I recall correctly, um, it's so it's so important to the themes of Melgar Solid the franchise. I think Snake himself quotes this line in Metal Gear Solid too, and it is, um, "Snake, we're not tools of the government or anyone else. Fighting was the only thing, the only thing I was good at. But at least I always fought for what I believed in." We, do we like that one? Is that good? Mainly, that's mainly. That's yeah,
1: I, I, at the same time I kind of prefer falling in love on the battlefield.
0: Well, that was back further back a If you if you recall. Oh, now I, do. Now I no, actually have number two,
2: number two, yeah, number but, one. So I can't wait. I'm so fast, I'm there.
0: So I actually have to rejigger this whole list because I forgot about this quote, and I had, I had to give it room as number two. It's um, it's very George Lucas. I I I think it's Hideo Kojima like and he's most on Lucas and it goes like this spring brings new life to everything it's a time for hope I've lived here a long time but Alaska has never looked more beautiful the sky the sea the caribou and most of all you that's pretty good isn't it?
1: Is that a snake? <laughs>
0: That's, oh, no, that's the other ending. Snake speaking to the female character. Thank God, am I right? No, um, <laughs> no, no, it is. No. It is it's, it's romantic, no, I'm sorry. It's the romantic love story between Snake and Meryl. I, I yeah,
2: could I, mean, I could imagine Snake and Hal on the kind of the little jet ski thing and Hal just kind of his arms around Snake. would be
0: even, honestly, as much as I love Meryl, the relationship between Snake and, and Hal is, like, better. Oh, me.
1: man, it's, yeah, for the ages. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. It's unbreakable,
2: yeah.
0: We didn't really dwell on Meryl that much during this podcast, but she's integral to the game. She's very good. Oh,
1: she married that guy who shit himself in the entire thing, didn't we? Oh,
0: spoilers! That's actually—it's so funny you could talk she about it in the franchise. That's a legitimate spoiler. She married the guy yeah. who shit himself in the franchise, <laughs>
1: which we also <laughs> never talked about.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Akiba. Uh, uh, I—I
2: uh, I think she's. Oh, sorry. I was going to say she's quite a poorly written character, but Liam, give us number one.
0: Uh, number one is, um, not only that, several pounds of muff are reported every year. Yeah. Muff? That was, that's number one. Material on a for. No, I don't think we need the context, Marcy. Thank you.
2: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. If you've ever played the game. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's talking about nuclear warheads going missing. It's a statistic. But because we're, you know, we're the little rapscallions, weren't we? Oh,
1: Liam. We love that much. Uh, that where would we, we be without
0: you? Top 10 oh, Metal Gear Solid yeah. quotes. Uh, welcome to WatchMojo.com. So I think, um, have we just about reached this wonderful chat slash wallowing in the past um, about Metal Gear Solid? Is there anything anyone else wants to say about it? No. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I think we covered it all. We covered all the bases. We definitely covered all the female characters, its themes about gene therapy and and, and nuclear, <laughs> nuclear war.
1: Um, Did we even discuss... Uh, someone's arm getting chopped off and then being replaced with someone else's arm. We and
2: didn't talk about. No. We didn't talk about Kenneth Baker. We didn't talk about the DARPA chief I can't we, believe we didn't talk about Ocelot He's like iconic. Yeah. Oh. get his arm chopped I, off. I think the cowboy.